Charles Brady is new in town. You can actually talk to him? Yeah, he's nice. Real nice. The girls all like him. The teachers all respect him. Your teachers in Ohio must have been sorry to lose such a creative young man. The parents all trust him. He's utterly charming. But nobody really knows him. Like his mother. You cannot be in love with this girl, Charles. You don't know me, Tanya. But I want to. Behind their smile is a secret. Hi. Come in, Doc. I have something for you. I don't know who you are, but I know you're not who you say you are. Behind the secret is a hunger. Does it have to be her? <laughs> and behind it all is the imagination of Stephen King. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Below Freezing with CJ and Micah. I'm CJ. I'm Micah. And this is a weekly show where we unthaw a different movie that comes in at or below 32% on Rotten Tomatoes and never has... Uh, ha- has a film and a guest <laughs> matched so well on the show. Except maybe when this guest did Van Helsing. That that may edge it out. <laughs> I just have, I'm just so pleased to be like so easily identified. I feel really seen whenever you ask me to guest. <laughs> I feel like I'm understood. Um, <laughs> so um, this week we are unthawing uh, a film that I have seen before, but I saw it when I was really little, and uh, I only remembered one specific scene from it. And which, that's probably for the best. I need to know what scene this is. Uh, it it was the car chase. But oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, thank God for your mature psyche that that's the only thing that you remember. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, uh, today we are unthawing 1992's Sleepwalkers, excuse me, Stephen King's Sleepwalkers, yeah. and, and, uh, I was like, this, I remember this movie having monsters and being pretty horny, uh, let me, <laughs> let's get Michael from k back in on the action. It's just a Venn diagram you have of guests. <laughs> and just right there. There you go. Oh. I got gotta say. Yeah, um, I, I'm very excited to be here for this movie that is about uh, people and cats and cat people and people cats and people who are cats and cats who are people and cats who are not people. Cats who are cats, people who are people, and people who are not cats. Anyway, the movie's called Sleepwalkers. And... <laughs> It is it it is a movie, technically speaking. <laughs> but there are I would people, say so. there's a director, there's a really gratuitous cameo from Stephen King. He's got all of those things. Do you remember I mean I know we're all too young, but do you remember nineteen ninety two? Just the naivety we all had. I mean, Princess Diana hadn't died yet. And we were all still just giving Stephen King things. We, we were literally still just handing him money. He was like a freaking emperor's new clothes of a person. I honestly My mom that- was in his book club. Every time he wrote a new book, she got it in the mail. Oh, wow. He, j- he just always seemed like if you, like, push him over, he would fall down and then burst into a cloud of cocaine. 
Like Mother Gothel when she gets pushed off the tower and tangled, but instead of ashes, it's just a load of blow. It's like the snap with Thanos, but it's just cocaine. <laughs> yeah. So um, this this movie is, I, 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 is uh, one of the few, if not the first, I think, uh, thing that Stephen King wrote specifically to be a film. Yes. And uh, it also features a variety of television talent. Uh, there is Brian Krause, who was Leo, the white lighter on Charmed. Yes. Yes. It also I... has uh, Metchin Amick, who was on <laughs> Twin Peaks and also is Alice Cooper on Riverdale. Yes. yes. National treasure Amick. Amick. I'm sorry. I'm high. She's I'm just going to so... put that out there right now. <laughs> She is so beautiful that it doesn't make any sense. She really is gorgeous. It's 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 pretty disconcerting. Yeah. It's absurd, honestly. And she still is. Like she is poss- no, she definitely is the hottest Riverdale parent. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, look, God rest Luke Perry and everything, really. But you're right. <laughs> it's- she's she's the hottest one. And I know a lot of people are really thirsty for Skeet Ulrich as well. I get it. He's a little greasy, but I get it. Yeah. But no one is hotter than Manchinamik as Alice Cooper it on was, that show. They just aren't. I miss Gina Gershon. I would like her to come back. I miss her oh, so much. That's I, fair. I would, I would have to push back on that Oh. Uh, in regards to uh, Kevin's dad on Riverdale. Okay. That's a good point. Yeah. But there is a we're lot not here of, we're not here to talk about yeah. the river the river dads <laughs> and the river parents. We are here River Dilfs. Yes. Uh, but also this movie <laughs> includes Alice Krieg, who was in a ton of stuff in the nineties, but is most popular probably now for being the queen of Aldovia in a Christmas prince. Oh my god, Thank that's you. her. <laughs> I spent this entire goddamn movie being like, I know I know her, but I know I know her from now. Like, I know her when she's old. <laughs> but you can, you can see in her face, like, she's aged so gracefully, like... Wait, this is the mom, right? Like... Mm-hmm. Oh my yes. god. Yes. She's, she's the Christmas queen. So, <laughs> about not, not, the, not the winter queen not to be confused with no. Jadis but. and oh, also not to be goodness. confused from, with Mariah Carey yeah. yes. the, the true the, one and only Christmas queen yes the Elvira of Christmas Mariah right. Carey <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> here in about a month her, her casket's going to creak wide open jingle bells and holly bursting forth well, CJ um, I hope next you were going to say Ron Perlman <laughs> Uh, yeah, Ron Perlman, whose name I saw in the credits, and then he didn't show up until so late in the movie that I was just like, oh, yeah, Ron Perlman. <laughs> I did the exact same thing. I was like, oh, Ron Perlman is in this. And then it took long enough for him to show back up that I forgot that Ron Perlman was in this. And then he appears, and he's a real dick. <laughs> he looks like, I, and I know that he was really just this young in 1992, but he looks like what it looks like now in movies when they just like de-age the actors with CGI. 
mm-hmm. using like old footage of them. Except for I know yeah. I know that's just his face, but it does. Yeah. It looks like yeah. they just got this year's Ron Perlman and de-aged him. Now I have to say that this movie gave me a lot of conflicting feelings. <laughs> How yeah. so? Specific- specifically because, um, as someone whose um, disdain for cats is legendary. <laughs> Um, if at first I was like, you know, even I wouldn't go so far as lynching cats. And There's, yeah, we need a trigger warning for like some seriously gratuitous cat death. Yeah. It's uh, all throughout. Because last week movie. we watched Idle Hands. <laughs> and there is this wonderful scene where the killer hand grabs a cat by the tail. I didn't like it. Wraps around his head as if he is like about to sort of rope a steer. (laughs) And then chucks it out of a window. I hollered. I was like, fantastic. Film of the year. Um, The cat lives. The cat's name is Bones. He's a lovely cat and he lives. But but we just like take a, 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 a crash landing into just like a... It just a a wall of hanging cats <laughs> at the beginning of this movie that is soundtracked by uh, uh, Bodicea by Enya. Now, Bodicea by Enya, sh- Enya uh, shows up so much <laughs> in this movie. Uh, we were talking last week because uh, I uh, Bodicea, I think, is probably Enya's most popular song. Um, uh, because India, I don't think, has a ton of incredibly popular songs. Right, and they're not but, all very differentiated. Yeah. No, but this is the one that people recognize most because it is sampled in Ready or Not by the Fugees, and then, again, in um, uh, I Don't Want to Know by Mario Winans, <laughs> and I only know that because I just happened to be Wikipedia diving on the Fugees, like, Two weeks ago, and and I was and I made it to the the Mario Winans page, and they were just like, oh yes, they they uh, uh, Inya uh, tried to sue the Fujis for using Bodicea in Ready or Not, but then changed her mind when she found out that they weren't gangster rap, uh, and then okay, yeah, uh-huh. yes, okay, and then yeah. Mario Winans used it, but he used it because he knew it from the Fujis. He had always known it from the Fujis, but he said he. He uh, did not use it because he heard that song. It's because he watched Sleepwalkers. <laughs> we have the song I Don't Want to Know by Mario Winans because he watched Sleepwalkers. <laughs> so, so uh, wonderful piece uh, of trivia for this song that just r- randomly appears like as basically the theme of the movie. Yeah. What a journey. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, it's it's sort of like Gangsta's Paradise in uh, in... Uh, Dangerous Minds, how it only shows up to act as, like, the psycho theme. <laughs> when someone is in mortal danger, you just hear the riff from Gangsta's Paradise. Um, but we start with these, like, cops, and they're going into this house that has tons of cats that have literally been hanged outside of it. I'm so um, sad. Oh, yeah. are you guys supposed to do, like, the score and stuff? Oh, damn, we sure didn't. Uh, we were talking about this weird-ass movie, and we almost forgot our format. <laughs> It's that Sorry. weird, guys, and we'll, we'll, you'll see why. We'll also get weird. At least I will. <laughs> so, its score is 25%. Um, 
which I'm confused by. We'll get into why. Uh, but it doesn't have a consensus, actually. So I guess that just gets to be us. We just get <laughs> to decide what the consensus is. It's just silent staring off into space. That's the consensus. <laughs> that the consensus is just a thousand yard stare. <laughs> Yes. So uh, when when we, when the movie opens, there's these cops that are going into this house that has sort of been sort of just ransacked, and they find the body of this little girl who looks like a mummy because apparently her life force has been sucked out because that's what sleepwalkers can do. Mm-hmm. They are energy vampires who look like cats. Yeah. That is the that is just the that's the monster. <laughs> just showing the whole hand. And I mean the the soundtrack helps let you know what's a monster. Like when one shows up, the soundtrack is right there to tell you it's a monster. <laughs> it, it's like India is here to let you know you're in danger. <laughs> before a boss battle like oh shit Enya <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry go on <laughs> no you're fine um, so yeah the uh, we, one thing that bothered me was these cops and I didn't know how much time we were going to be spending with the cops but they were just touching on the body they were like oh so much. there you go and I was like oh well I mean uh, ever since I found out that like DNA evidence and fingerprinting was like so new in like the in the grand scheme of like uh, you know crime solving, right. I'm Before just like that, I think everybody unsolved mysteries. That's how we solved crimes. <laughs> yeah, and they're just like, oh man, uh, what are we gonna do with this dead body? Ah, <laughs> well, there's a man in a trench coat over there standing in some fake trees. I bet he'll know what to do. Uh, so we, uh, eventually, uh, cut to, um, uh, the home of Brady and his mother, Brady played by, uh, Brian Krause and his mother played by Alice Krieg. And Brady is, uh, carving, um, initials into himself because he's, he fancies some young lady. Yeah. It got so weird so fast. Like we just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we hit the ground running with this shit. I, I mean, I'm like, confused. You guys didn't spend your high school years, like, just turning through a yearbook with a switch, switchblade topless, like, in your bedroom? As it happens. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> my first, my first <laughs> comment was... <laughs> my first comment just was he made the, the serial effort. killer. to put on a belt so i was like he's he's put on pants and a belt but no shirt he was just working his way up what the hell and then i see him get his <laughs> knife out <laughs> i'm sorry I've, michael i've drowned michael in her Lacroix. i'm so sorry uh, unfortunately it was zero sugar vitamin water which i think would be more upsetting for me so i'm already like well that's weird <laughs> Why doesn't he have a shirt on, but he's got, like, everything else? And then he gets his knife out, and he goes to his arm. And I was like, oh, well, that wasn't the weirdest part about this. It's, it's just going to, we're going to keep escalating. Well, yeah, because then after he cuts uh, uh, the initial T into his arm, he gets up. And then you see his big old pants. <laughs> just, it was 92. Yeah. They had to be bigger back then. <laughs> it's, it's just big old pants. A literally big old pants is one of my notes. Um <laughs> And then the mom shows up, and my first note was that I was like, "That's the queen from my Christmas friends." I'm so 
glad that you pointed that out. It was bugging me so bad. I'm like, where do I know her from? I love. I knew she was a distinguished older woman in something I'd watched recently. (laughs) And and the minute they are on screen together, uh, the chemistry is so palpable that you cannot help but stare at the TV and say out loud to no one in particular, "Are the mom and the son gonna fuck?" (laughs) Um, A. The answer is yes. And B. I questioned whether or not I'd read the summary right because she's pretty young. And I think she would have been about, she would have been in her 30s when they filmed this. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, I was like, well, maybe they're not supposed to be mother and son. Or maybe they're not, like, real mother and son, you know? Mm -hmm. Because, like, they're so fucking horny for each other, it's absurd. (laughs) Uh, but no, it's just, we just dive into some real intense incest, just boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right from the get-go. Um, if you, just for a moment, my notes here, I've written a pun down. <laughs> Please. So, uh, you've heard of an ex-girlfriend, uh, now get ready for an Oedipus Rex girlfriend. <laughs> it's your mom, it's just your mom. <laughs> wow. Oh no, the connection! <laughs> You should make me do the old man wheeze. (laughs) Wow, I went out on that note. (laughs) That was good. This is the content. Have I been reconnected? Yes, yes. Um, So uh, the uh, the uh, he tells his mother uh, prior to their lovemaking that (laughs) um, the. Uh, there's a lot of talk about her being hungry, likely because she needs the life force that it was established that the sleepwalkers need to survive. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I found the perfect girl. And so he goes to the movies. And the first thing that I know, the establishing shot of the movie theater, I was like, $5 movie tickets <laughs> for adults. <laughs> I was like, take me back. <laughs> Um, what a time to be alive. And uh, then we're uh, 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 we're introduced to uh, Mitchin. Uh, I believe I'm saying her name right. Mad- Mitchin. Mitchin. Yeah. Is it Mi- Mitchin or Mitchin? Mitchin. Mitchin. You know. Uh, and I even played like a YouTube video on a loop of her name being said before I started recording, and I do not know how it's pronounced. Well, her character's name is Tanya, and she will be referred to as such for the remainder of the discussion. There we go. Um. We love Tanya. So She's just like us mm-hmm. teens. She dances. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is just like us teens working at her her, her job at the movie theater uh, that that n- uh, no one came to see a movie at except for I guess Brian Krause yeah. as uh, as Charles Brady, and uh, he shows up, spooks her out of her uh, her own sort of uh, 1960s music video that she's in. <laughs> and 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 they flirt and all that stuff. And there's this sort of through line in the movie where they make you think... Oh, no. I have lost CJ. Your pun was too powerful for him, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> I lost him, too. We're just juggling. We're just... It's... Yeah, I'm next, I guess. <laughs> I did disappear, but just my audio... Uh, when we were recording the other day. Hi. Hi welcome back. back. Yes. Okay. We can cut that All out. Right. right? Yes, we can. Um, so I was saying that there's a through line in the movie where it makes you think that he is starting to actually become fond of her. Yeah. Yeah. 
and and stuff. So and and I think that they have pretty decent chemistry uh, throughout. So when yeah, they're agree. interacting with each other in the first half of the movie, you're just like, oh, I, I I wish they didn't turn into 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 goopy cat monsters. <laughs> and then um, uh, he like there's a lot of like chased, you know. Uh, uh, hi, how you doing? No one is being any uh, explicit, really, in any way, shape, or form, except for Tanya, because Tanya wants to fuck this boy so bad. So bad. Yeah, so very she, bad. She just uh, well, so so much that I was there's so much about the way that Tanya behaves, and in, in terms of characterization, performance, and just the production design around her. <laughs> That is so horny, even without the cat incest, right? <laughs> it is yeah. the, like, he goes over to her house, right? And her draws are just all <laughs> over the place. They're everywhere. Yeah. They even make a thing of it when he's, like, looking at one of her photos and he's like, oh, this is, ni- or, this is nice or something. And she's got a pair of underwear, like, sitting right there in front of his face. And she's, like, running around the room, tossing them. I'm like, what do you... Do when you get undressed. Right. You just just like it's it's also like set down there, like nice and neat, as if she had placed it there earlier and she was like gonna come back to it later or something. It's like she jumped out of him and then like kicked him yeah. kicked him and off. And also, but all her other clothes went into a hamper, I presume, because there's like this is not a teenage girl's room with clothes all over the place because there is not a single pair of like skinny jeans like wrapped around itself tied up in some flannel. That was like my room was full of just all kinds of clothes everywhere. Like oh, maybe my... underwear was exposed. Yeah. You wouldn't know. Everything was out there. <laughs> My bathroom and walk-in closet now have clothes everywhere. Like, it's nothing. So it's none of the rest of her clothes. It's just all of the under things that are all over the place. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And and it's not it's not like under things. It's not like practical under things no. either. It is like lacy lingerie under things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to wear only like lace and satin and stuff it's not breathable mm-hmm. no. tanya's making it just fine it seems like so she's doing all right uh the... as far as we know uh i would like to uh bring up my because you know I've, I've found a favorite character in uh in in most of the movies that we've watched this season uh my favorite character who we only see once and never comes back is um uh tanya's friend Janine. Mm-hmm. Uh, or not Janine, Jeanette, uh, the black mm-hmm. one who is like, girl, you want to suck this dude's dick so bad. You just like, yeah. you are so horny for this dude. And she's just like, no, we're just like friends and he's nice. And then Jeanette is like, I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, th- she th- sees through her horny bullshit immediately. <laughs> immediately. Um, but at school, uh, he... Uh, gets up. We we sort of uh, enter um, in media res uh, <laughs> uh, uh, into the classroom where all of these overdeveloped teens, uh, including Brian Krause and, uh, and and Tanya, are listening to uh, Brian Krause's Charles Brady. Uh, I guess recite like a short story or a poem. 
that is about like how you know living forever sucks and the gods are angry at him and and tanya's just so captivating <laughs> mm-hmm. but like the teacher mr fallows mr uh, fallows is it is phallus i uh i unfortunately double checked it's phallus <laughs> i made a note of it because this movie the incest didn't hit us hard enough apparently it needs us to know that this entire thing is about dicks all of it well well okay so yeah they've got this teacher apparently his name's mr uh, mr phallus and he's very much a high school version of miss trunchbull from matilda (laughs) yeah he is like smacking people on the hands for a pat of also this school seems to be full of violent teachers like they that you get into the hallway and someone's being yanked by the ear out of a classroom and i'm like where's the school who said any of this was okay again it was 1992 and i have to say as somebody who went to a public school in south texas this was not mm. unfamiliar to me to yeah see. her fair yeah. Uh, but, uh, I don't, uh, just, so let's, let's talk about, um, everything that happens in Charles's car. You mean the whole movie? (laughs) This was the only scene that I remembered from when I watched it when I was a kid. Uh, the car chase in particular. But this is like one big scene that has like two big set pieces. <laughs> the first big set piece being Mr. Phallus. Uh, uh, ch- like sort of chasing uh, Charles down uh, in his uh, his shiny blue uh, Trans Am. And, uh, and then he pulls him over like he's a cop or something. Yeah. And the kid and goes says, like... If someone's honking at me wanting to pull over, I'm going to be like, nah, dude, I'm not getting murdered today and keep going. But I guess if I was an immortal cat creature who does a lot of murdering, maybe I would. So. Yes. So uh, the teacher gets out of the car and and accuses him of not being who he says he is, because obviously he's not. um, People don't just show up in town and look like that. Yeah. But the... (laughs) Oh, we, lo- we lost my lost my cat. Had to had happened to had to happen to one of us. Uh, you're back. Yep, it you're back. just like went. That same. That's what happened to me yeah, too. Me too. So it must be whereby. Whereby is juggling. It, yeah, it's a whereby thing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but yes, we'll just be uh, a whereby. He, he uh, talks to the. Uh, he talks to him about how he doesn't know, uh, he doesn't believe he's who he thinks he is, and he's obviously not. And then he tries to grope him. Yeah, I guess he would like to exchange sexual favors with a minor in return for not telling people that he doesn't know what a city in Ohio is. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> Um, but then, uh, but then uh, Charles rips his hand off. Just squeezes it right off. Just, just like, yeah. Well, I think his right hand gets broken in the door first, right? Doesn't Mr. Fallis like break his hand? Oh, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Fallis breaks his hand in the door. Yeah. And then, um, and then he goes, uh, super cat mode, rips Fallis' hand off. And then 
the teacher runs away into the woods screaming i'm sorry <laughs> like as if, i don't know what he expects that to do like you think he's gonna be chilled out oh, nah bro he ripped your hand off you've, also, you've you've crossed a line i'll say it his car's right there it's much closer than the woods so he, i'm assuming <laughs> and, like you don't need both hands to try he like rolls across his car and gets as much blood on it as he possibly can and then and then toddles off into the woods. <laughs> Screaming, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and yet, he dies. Horribly. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yes, he, he is, uh, I, I'm assuming, eaten. Yeah, oh. He oh, yeah, he does munch on him, doesn't he? So here's my question yeah. about this life force energy thing. Two things. Can they only get it from virgin women? That seems to have been the case. Okay, then if it's so hard to get, I recognize it's very difficult for them to get. Why do they just waste it on shit? Like, they, there's a point where she just, like, flicks her hand to, like, turn on the record paper player. Like, bitch, get up! You don't have any of that stuff left. Like, that's very now, rare. You're just pissing it away. Th- this is something interesting yeah. to talk about, that the, they do not only turn into uh, 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 Buffy-style vampire cat creatures, but and then further into, like, the goopy Power Rangers monster cat creatures. <laughs> yeah. But the uh, they also have the power to, like, turn invisible and turn objects invisible and sometimes levitate and like change things. other like he changes his car from a Trans Am into something into like a different red to car. Yeah. And they're like telekinetic. Uh, yeah, this movie is just like, well, you know, people who can turn into cats, they, they really can do anything, can't they? Um, Famously, I that's the bar. If you can turn into a cat, you can do anything. So, um, yeah, uh, basically, uh, what ends up happening after he kills the teacher is he gets back, he gets back into his car and he's like speeding away. And then we meet this bumbling cop. And. Who has a. The main character. And the main character of the film, Clovis the Attack Cat. It says it on his collar. He is a sweet young man. (laughs) Who he, came from a life of nothing, and he built himself up to become a hero. <laughs> yes. Now, this cat is a cop, and that's a negative thing. Sure. But <laughs> he's also a very good boy, <laughs> and he saves the day. That was so much. <laughs> Yeah, all that. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole thing. <laughs> but uh but yes, uh the cop and Clovis uh start running after uh uh Charles in, in the blue transam. Yeah. Uh and there is this is the part specifically I remember, the part where he looks over into the car and he turns into like the various different forms of cat person. Yeah, and there's this part where he, it's like his clothes and his regular body, but his head is that like prosthetic cat thing that has its mouth open, like <laughs> like that. that. It's like it's like an, an anamorphs cover, but like on meth. 
He's just cycling through them like, oh, out yeah. of order. <laughs> because we didn't even talk about how this movie opens with like apparent historical documentation of these cat people. And they're all just like, what if every era of history had an Animorphs cover? That's what they all are. <laughs> anyway, back to the present. He's living the Animorphs cover. And Clovis is got his eye on him. And Clovis is like, this bitch is no good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, eventually the cop catches up, tries to, is, is, uh, is, is shaken by him. And then he sort of tucks himself into a corner and makes the car disappear, which is the first time we see the car disappear. And I uh, paused it and I said, huh? <laughs> Valid response. I did basically <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> I was... I was like, what in the Sam Hill? I don't know. I didn't know what to do with any of this, but like uh, the the cop shows up and is like, parks basically right in front of him and is looking around and he can't see the car. You know, it's just sitting there. It's sitting there, but it's invisible. But you know who can see it? Clovis. Your boy Clovis. <laughs> Best boy Clovis. Yeah. Best supporting character, Clovis. <laughs> Don't worry, there's more. <laughs> I know, I know there's more. <laughs> I told Michael before you log on to the Where by Chat, I was like, you're going to make all these puns. I'm going to cackle like a madwoman, and CJ's just going <laughs> to... He's just going to carry us through the plot. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. It's my job. You're a trooper, champ. I really appreciate you. <laughs> so, uh, even though Clovis can see uh, uh, Charles in his invisible trans am... Uh, uh, the the cop can't, so they just ride off, and the cop goes back to explain to his cop friends, not really anything. He's just like, uh, I didn't see the guy's face; it was kind of a blur, which probably like let him keep his job because like if you like go around telling people that you saw somebody turn into a cat man and into a larger, more cartoonish cat man, and then back to a a, a human. Uh, it probably wouldn't bode well for your prospects as a law enforcement agent. Probably not. But he does tell his fellow cops that he thinks the guy's no good because his cat didn't like him. And that was that was a valid argument. Is it? That he it thought was. he Is should it? make. Because who do... That he thought he should make. That's what oh, I'm saying. He was refrained say, from... Who conf- do cats like? Who do cats... No, I, nobody. I was about to say, that, like, because cats, I gotta say, like are the worst they just i i, see. I okay. hate them okay I, th- that's the reason it's the reason it's the only disney movie that they're not remaking because it the 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 the, the, ent- the entire enterprise is predicated on the idea that we would be able to go sit down in a movie theater and suspend our disbelief enough to think that cats are nice in any way shape or form i hate them you we're gonna put a pause on this bitch because you say wh- cats don't like anyone False. Every time you have come to my apartment, my cat Rudy, all he wants is to to give you cuddles. No, he tries to love you. He wants to be your friend so bad, and to the point where he sneak attacks you. Attack. Attack. I get attacked. (laughs) He just wants to rub on your legs a little bit and maybe sit in your lap and purr a lot. CJ, why are you afraid to be happy? I'm not afraid is to it, be. Oh, well, I'm not afraid to be happy. I'd be very happy if I never interacted with another cat. So it's interesting you bring this up. So, 
Um, no, it's not. I'm just using this as a really, really, like, weak excuse to segue into talking about Val Luton's Cat People, 1942. <laughs> Which is a beautiful masterpiece. Yeah. Right. And we don't have time for my entire TED Talk, so I promise to spare you that. But I will say that in Val Lut- the thing about Val Luton is that a lot of his creations are horror. A lot of his, like antagonists are based on cats because he had a phobia of cats he fucking hated them he did not want them around what a sad life Adar. i know but he did create some really great things with cats in them and from <laughs> what i understand it was the 40s so i don't know what happened to those cats but hopefully it wasn't anything now bad. cat people <laughs> is i'm assuming about people who turn into humanoid cats as well it's more about like the madonna whore complex and like the the desexualization of like women and like yeah. is the is the it's, movie yes, cat people, people from the 80s cats. like a remake of that it is okay. yes from from 19 because i had forgotten that it this was also- called sleepwalkers i thought that this was just cat people <laughs> <laughs> it's trying to it is trying very hard to be cat people but also in that way that's like we're not cat people <laughs> we're not we're better than cat people. <laughs> We're just people okay. who are cats, okay? All right, calm down, Burger King. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, I, we, I, after we skipped around a little bit, but there's this moment where um, uh, uh, Tanya brings Charles up to her room, and they talk about like her photography because uh, she is a photographer, and she and he is she, when she's trying to she's just like us just teens. like us teens, and she uh, is trying to distract him from the fact that her draws are just strewn hither and, and and fro all up over her room, and she's like, oh my favorite pictures over there, and he looks at it and he's just like, well I like rocks, um, <laughs> which I thought was funny, but then her mom sort of catches them in her room and uh her mom uh does etchings of gravestones yeah is that a thing that people do yeah so it's a part of textured art and i don't know a whole lot of it uh about it it's just my mom was an art teacher so she used to do like little projects like this in her Mm -hmm. class but yeah i actually made valentine's day cards like this one year by just using by just like etching it wasn't gravestones you can do anything you do anything with like a nice texture but gravestones are best because there's text and there's something like very clear to read but yeah it's exactly what they're doing in the film like he's using a stick to sort Mm -hmm. of like Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her. You know, I wish this was a visual medium. Sometimes. No, I got uh, <laughs> you know? yeah, I got you. But no, uh, they, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, he makes a, a good enough impression on uh, on her mom, and then they meet for a date in the graveyard. Yeah, in Homeland, in Homeland. Uh, which is a place where all us cool teens go to um, put genitals next to each other. Do people just be fucking in graveyards? Okay, so she's trying to get the D at Homeland. She's trying to get the, to get the D at Homeland. <laughs> and <laughs> she's trying real hard though. She is. She uh, she <laughs> is not playing no games and, or wasting any time. And um, uh, when things finally get hot and heavy is when uh, uh, Mr. Brady takes 
uh, a whole turn because this entire time he's been he, he he hasn't been bringing her home to be devoured by him and his mother and stuff like that. So the movie itself yeah. and the way that his performance is calibrated basically mm-hmm. are trying to convince you that like maybe he doesn't want to kill this one. Maybe he's like he's taking a liking to her. But nope. <laughs> but nope at all. Nope. Yeah, not even a little bit. Full super villain in like zero, like zero to a hundred in no seconds flat. Suddenly yeah. he's like, "Yeah, oh, it's gonna be fun to kill you." And I'm talking about this as a metaphor for rape. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, it's it is rough. He's like sucking the life force out from her mouth, but he's also like biting her lips. Her lips are all bloody. Her nose is bloody. Like he's he cackling in her. glee. He punches her a lot. Yeah. uh, Personally, I think that there's a lot, too much punching in general in movies, but God, he punches her a lot in this scene. And he's just, he's so much bigger than her. It's obvious he's so much stronger than her, so it's just really gratuitous. (laughs) But like, they do show her off as pretty resourceful in terms of getting away from him and getting away from his mom yeah. and, 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 and the what she's able to do. That being said, there is so much to do with uh, sticking things in folks' eyes in this movie. <laughs> oh, so much eye stuff in this movie. And ear stuff, too. We're going to get some ear yeah. stuff later. A lot of broken glass. Like, yeah. I- feel like the excuse for this script was just violence and, and, right yeah and it's not it, it, it's not particularly gross like gross in a visual sense especially because we watched idle hands last week and idle hands is the <laughs> grossest thing i've it's the ever grossest seen. movie i've ever seen <laughs> and i and we came away with two very different reactions because of it but uh yeah. the uh, it, it's just it yeah like you said it feels gratuitous it feels like a lot it feels it feels like it gets hyper violent in a way that the movie is not really preparing you for in the first like third to first half yeah yeah it's it very sudden like- it's just like it's like michael said it's like a switch like it just goes from nothing to everything immediately yeah. It's almost like they lost the middle of the script, right? Like they were they were filming it yeah. in order. They were filming the beginning, and then they got to this graveyard scene, and they're like, "Oh no, pages like fifteen through sixty are missing. What do we do?" And like, I don't know. Start with sixty one. Let's we we're running out of film. We only have so much yeah. film. So, so. Uh, she she manages to escape and finds her way back to uh, the car where they came in and finds uh, our, our good friend, the bumbling cop, who can't help but sing to himself whenever he's alone. and Or just or maybe he's just singing the Clovis. <laughs> I know the feeling. He's got so many different songs. I would like to know if any of those are real songs. But I got the feeling that they weren't, which made them better. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he shows up. And there's, okay, so there's so much to do in this movie with uh I, I i know i say so much to do a lot but there's so much to do with uh like people saying hey we should get out of here hey i need some help and then like just not being listened to the cop over the yeah. phone he's saying i need backup i need this i i need help and then everyone's just like what calm down and i'm like no he's he's being very clear 
And then he turns around and does the same thing to her. She's like, no, we have to leave right now. It's He's after me. It's very dangerous. We have to go. We have to leave right now. And he's like, no, just calm down. Wait here. And I'm like, no. Which that at least um, feels familiar in terms of like, women who are expressing that they are in trouble or in pain are never listened to. Like, to the point where literally even doctors will have women tell them, this is wrong with me or I have pain. And they'll be like, mm, do you know? And I'll be like, yeah, I really fucking do. <laughs> like, so that at least, like, that also, made more like, sense to me than his his dispatch just being like, nah. <laughs> Yeah, because, like, his dispatch, yeah, his dispatch being, like, remain calm. Like, okay, say that, but, like, obviously send a car out, right? First of all, I don't know how big this operation is, but you've got, like, four cops just standing in the background looking at empty clipboards. <laughs> just send one of them out. Sure, condescend him, I guess, if you have to, but send out a car. Nobody is doing anything. They'd probably be happy for the, like, you know, change of pace. Uh, yeah, so then... They'd probably be thrilled to see Clovis. <laughs> so then, while whilst he is negging her by not trying... By, by not uh, listening to her and, and, and effectively saving her life, he gets attacked by Charles and stabbed in the ear with a pencil. Mm. I hate it. <laughs> it. It was not pleasant to watch. Yeah. It's, um, there also is just a lot of time spent on that death in particular. Mm -hmm. Like, we really would like you to not forget that he died via pencil to the brain. It is very important that everyone watching this movie leave and remember that he died with this pencil going into his yeah. brain. Uh, yeah, he he did, uh, have his faculties, uh, 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 you know, enough to, uh, shoot Charles in the back but then immediately have the gun taken from him and then shot in the gut himself and killed. So, um, uh, but uh, right before uh, Charles can attack uh, 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 our girl Tanya and, uh, and, 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 you know, fuck her up beyond repair. Keep sucking. Uh, Let's, uh, let's talk about uh, the, the, the real MVP. Even I gotta say. Clovis so. came through, baby. This best boy leaps out of the car and fucks shit up. Classic Chekhov's Clovis. <laughs> Set him up. <laughs> what do you hear? And also, this isn't the only time this happens. Like, Clovis keeps coming back to be the hero. There is only one person working at all in this movie, and it's Clovis. It's Clovis. He's carrying this plot. Yes, okay, so there's, uh, there's, Clovis gets out and, like, fucks him up, because at the beginning of the movie, I had forgotten, but they tell you that the way to kill the sleepwalkers is, to, uh, like, they a cat scratch is fatal but okay so i understand cat scratch fever yeah well hey and uh i i i can see what they were going for with the cat attacks and that but if the cat scratch is fatal to them why does it take multiple cats to take one of them down i it does take a lot and it, it takes a lot scratching. more than scratch than one scratch but well 
it this he does individually get taken down by just Clovis. It takes a whole lot of cats to take down the mom later in the movie, but he does eventually succumb to his Clovis inflicted injuries. I actually do have a theory about why these cats may need to, like, have to work in large groups. Um, I love cats. I really do. But, Mike, you have a cat. So perhaps you understand if there is a bug or a creature, how perhaps that bug or creature can be caught and then brought into the house. But then... (laughs) And then nothing, but then it's my problem. Then it's <laughs> lost in the house. And it's been in my cat's mouth. Cats can catch things. They don't really kill them very quickly. They And it's not just like, oh, playing cat and mouse and they play with their food. Like, yeah, sure, all that. But also just like, I started to kill this. And then I got bored, but I didn't want to leave it outside. Yeah, yeah so. cats are bad about being literal serial killers and that they'll kill shit they don't need to eat. They just do it because they like killing shit. But sometimes they only get as far as catching shit. And then they're like, eh, that's enough. So I'm just picturing, like, to them, these sleepwalkers are just, like, bugs. Like, yeah, I'm probably, uh, yeah, no, I've got it. It's right there. It's in the house. I'm going <laughs> to. I'll get, get around to, to it. it eventually. But I sleep 16 hours a day. So, and that's a true cat, cat fact. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, our, uh, Brady, uh, Charles Brady, gets out of there. And he, like, races home, uh, having been uh, simply demolished uh, by uh, ASAP Clovis. Um, and <laughs> the... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and his mom is just mortified. He can't even turn invisible anymore. How will he get through the day? Um, and his mom uh, is is mortified. And back at uh, Homeland, the cops have shown up, uh, and uh, Stephen King is there to just uh, just uh, coke out on everyone. He is like, "Hey, it's the most gratuitous cameo I have." ever seen yeah because it's essentially hey uh i had this line and then someone goes uh go say your line to that other guy and he's like all right and he gets to the other guy and he's like i've got this line and then that guy goes not my problem say it to the sheriff and then he gets to the sheriff and he's like hey and the sheriff's like get the fuck out of here (laughs) stephen king is doing a lot of a lot of acting with that toothpick so he's he's doing so much with everything that he has going on in that moment. It's so funny to watch him just walk from person to person and be like, "Hey, did you know I'm Stephen King?" <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm Stephen King. It's me. It's really me. I'm right here. Because the camera follows him. It's a tracking yes. shot. Like, but yeah. he. Uh, but like post that. That's when uh, uh, movies like this are. Uh, and I think a lot of them were like this, like back in the day. Uh, that they would just go from being so silly to so serious so fast because yeah. there's like a good like a good 15 20 minutes of this movie that is just uh, uh you know uh, Tanya SVU yeah that yeah that is just Tanya in like reacting to being violated like that yeah uh, but you also know that by the end of this, you have to resolve the fact that there are, like, cat demons walking around the town. <laughs> it's such yeah. tonal whiplash yeah. that you're getting. Yeah. Because because yeah. Tanya, like, mention Amike really is 
a good actress. And she's and selling like, it like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. she looks just absolutely traumatized from now basically until the rest of the movie. And in this moment where there isn't any ridiculousness in the area, it's just her and these police officers. Oh, no. Oh, that's my guy. Fuck. Oh, damn. I feel weird anyway, talking because she was in the middle of saying something. I yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I think I went out on, it was just her and these police officers like dealing with the fact that she's been brutally attacked. Well, also and her dad doesn't seem to be able to register what's happening. Because like he, yeah. he comes downstairs and he's just like, oh, she's been up there for so long. And then her, the mom is just like, well, yeah, you fuck nugget. <laughs> like, you, like, do you understand what happened to her? And then he goes upstairs and he's just like, you done in there? <laughs> Honey, I, I love you, but I, I do. I know you were violated, but I do have to shit. <laughs> oh, no, also, this scene. Sorry. This I was about to make that so, exact joke. This scene is so tonally different from the rest of the movie that at one point, while they're like taking her picture and like analyzing her and talking about her and these, oh, if you mean mean she managed not to be raped, then yeah, I'm sure her parents will be happy to hear it. I expected Stephen King to then walk back on screen and go, hi, I'm Stephen King. And you know what the real monster is? It's rape. Don't do rape. I've been Stephen King. Yeah, it feels like it's, it's <laughs> brought really... to you by the re-election campaign of George Herbert Walker Bush. Yeah. <laughs> if you're thinking of doing a rape, maybe don't. <laughs> Stephen King. Good lord. I'm sorry that I've brought us here, but there's no going back. The so. movie brought us here because that really is what it's doing in this moment. Uh, um, and this then is above your pay grade, Mr. King. <laughs> Just one of those things you see on the DVDs. It's like you wouldn't steal popcorn from the movie theater. You, <laughs> you wouldn't speed down the freeway. You I know. I love how neither of us wants yep, to say mm-hmm. it. So we're gonna move on. <laughs> and then there's this really sweet moment right before that scene ends, where she turns to the sheriff and she's like, "When you come by later, can you bring the cat to save my life?" And it's like, "Yeah, sure, yeah, of course I'll bring." He asks her, "Why do you want to bring the cat?" And I'm like, "Cause it's a cat." Have you not met Clovis? <laughs> Clovis is the fucking best. Of course, she wants you to bring him. Clovis is the life of the goddamn party. We have lost CJ. Should we just talk about Clovis? We for should a just keep longer? talking about Clovis. Yes, because we'll just he's vamp the best on Clovis boy <laughs> with his handsome little collar. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a sweet young man. He works so hard. So, uh, so once we're once the movie uh, sort of like clasps its hands together and is just like. Well, we've addressed <laughs> trauma. <laughs> we did it. We solved assault. Yes. So once once that happens, uh, it switches back into uh, monster movie mode because uh, 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 your boy uh, Charles is uh, just dead now, and the mom <laughs> yeah. is rampaging through the town. Which they they seem to live so close to the town square. Um. <laughs> yeah, because you get a nice shot of just a herd of cats running down the street and then turning onto the Times Square. How did they get? Is there, was there some cat equivalent of the midnight bark or like I don't? 
the <laughs> was it just like did did Clovis set off the dusk meow? I don't know what happened. Somebody just told all those cats that there was a kitten like on that side of town getting a little bit of attention, and they all stood up and walked together. <laughs> I actually think they all knew that somebody at that end of town had allergies, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they converged naturally. <laughs> I want to know how they filmed it. How did they convince a herd of cats to walk in unison down the street and turn at the right corner? Like, how did they not all just, like, sit down in the middle of the street and start grooming themselves? Like, this is happening now. Here's the thing about a massive herd of cats, which is there is a very easy threshold that you can tip off of where a certain number of cats is cute and even delightful, but there is a certain number of cats where you should be scared because those cats are all in a gang together. Like, cats are not... Cats can... Like, street cats can be pack animals. That's why they have all these, like, feral cats that live, like, underground at Disneyland or whatever. Like, they get... You can get them into, like, massive packs, and at that point, it's pretty easy to get them to, like, go places. You need to be worried about them, like, deciding to attack you as a group. That's fair. Because they're like territorial animals, too. (laughs) But now I need a movie about the roving pack of feral cats underneath Disneyland. (laughs) I mean, we kind of got it in Cats 2019, but still. (laughs) I imagine that's what those like warrior books are like that are about like the the cats that do things. I worked in a library. I'm just realizing that these are maybe not global. There's a book about cats who do stuff. (laughs) <laughs> it's like Secrets of Nim, but they're cats. cats. Yeah, that sounds delightful. I and just, the people <laughs> that just reminds me of there's this Graham Norton interview. This is completely <laughs> off topic. This is Graham Norton interview with like um, it's Anna Kendrick, Eddie Redmayne, and Liam Neeson, and and Anna Kendrick makes reference to trail mix, and <laughs> everyone on the couch. And everyone in the audience at Graham Norton is like, what the fuck are you talking about, bitch? <laughs> and, and, and then Anna Kendrick sort of just like descends into this never ending explanation, trying to explain to Europeans what trail mix is. The Golden Globes, you can have a really good time because they, they serve drink, you know what I mean? That's but they, they tell you that they serve food and they don't pack a power bar. Yeah, this is good to know. Hey, I'm not Thank you. A power bar. What is a power bar? That sounds you know, like, like a, Bradley might have to. Got, like a meal replacement bar. You know, like a, a cliff bar. A, a, you guys have those. Protein bar, yeah. Protein we bar. Live, protein we bar. live like animals, Anna. We yeah. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think yeah, we do. That's yeah, what... you know. Well, OK, so pack some, I don't know, trail mix. <laughs> you have trail mix? <laughs> it's nuts and dried fruit. <laughs> it's, you know, it's the idea of something very small that you can take with you on a hike. <laughs> trail mix, bit of calorie pack, good fat. I think they get it, huh? <laughs> she just keeps going until Liam Neeson is just like, "We, you have to stop." <laughs> but also, there are trails in Europe. Why the fuck don't they have trail mix? They, they probably just they call it They're something just... else. <laughs> they just walk they didn't up know a what a power bar was either. Just... So I don't. I don't know if they're just not uh, they're just not a, a part of that trend, but um, yeah, uh, I, I, I what what is this movie? Yeah, so a couple things about her rampage through town, the mothers. Um, uh, first of all, she stabs another deputy 
uh, in the back when she goes to the to Tanya's house to pick mm. up Tanya mm-hmm. and murder everybody. And what does she say? Oh, yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing, right? He's on the phone, and they're no, doing uh, that. No, she also broke a a, a a flower vase over her dad's face. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that happens first. And then, but so then. he's he's on the phone, and the, everybody on the phone is doing the exact same thing to him that they did to the other guy, where they're just like, "Now calm down. Why are you talking?" <laughs> he's like, "I need help. I need help." And so, because she sees him there on the phone asking for help, asking for someone to listen to him, she decides to. Lend him an ear. And she stabs no. him with an ear of cord. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, she, she stabs the um, man. I'd, I'd like fatally. to thank you. Thank you all for listening to this show for two seasons. Um, I think. I don't think there's any coming back from that. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad to have peaked this early in life. <laughs> Um, also, okay, no, but I do have a couple actual comments. Like, first of all, she gets a hold of a gun, right? And she's, and they're like, oh no, she's got a gun, which is like, yeah, that's very scary. Guns are very scary. The thing is, she fires it, and like, cars explode, and I get that she's magic and super strong, but it's a regular gun. Like, yeah, what the fuck did she guns do? don't explode cars. They don't. From my understanding. <laughs> like, cars, even if, even if she'd shot the gas tank... The cars weren't running. The gas would just leak out of the tank onto the ground. Now, yeah. car now cars also mm-hmm. don't transition into entirely different makes and models of other cars. They also do not disappear. <laughs> yes, but we established that those things happen because of the cat magic. But in this moment, she's using a regular gun. So but I... she's still like a cat magic person. For so, all okay. we know, mm. she is like imbued the bullets with ancient incest magic. And that's what's making <laughs> the cars explode. <laughs> okay, fine. I will. G- okay, let's say that that's what's happening. All right? <laughs> let's say that that's the explanation. One, why? There's no one in the cars or near the cars. Like, she doesn't there was, kill anybody. There, there was someone near the cars. Well, there was he, one he, guy. Yeah, he, he, he hella caught on fire. Like, all yeah, over. Yeah, but if she could do that, why didn't she just do that to the guy? Like, why did she have to explode t- not one but two cars for one man to die violently? Like, and not even as violently as he would have died if she had exploded him with a gun. And even if... It oh, is yeah, all that. Solid. Even if that is the explanation, she just really was feeling extra this day. Fine. <laughs> but this comes back to my earlier issue of quit wasting your fucking incest magic. You have none of it left, and you're about to use it to make your corpse boyfriend son dance. So, oh, yeah. So, okay. Oh. So, she, so she is... She, I've heard so of she's, Butch Cassidy and son dance, but... So she is dragging... <laughs> You know, oh. all the parts of the joke are there. I want you to put it together. That's yeah. a build-your-own-joke from Michael. <laughs> that was beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, uh, so she, she's having a blast. She's what a love being here. Love it. <laughs> so, so she's dragging poor Tanya by the scalp um, back to her home. Uh, they get into a they get into a cop car, and they go back to her home, and she, like, takes her inside and is just like, hey... It's my boy. It's your boy. 
look at how beautiful he is and he and his face is just this like mangled bloody like Chuck E. Cheese helmet. Oh yeah, he's all kinds of <laughs> fucked up. Just looking real bad. Yeah, half of him looks like a jack-o'-lantern. Like, Did y'all know that Chuck melted... E. Cheese's name is Charles Entertainment Cheese? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think you told me that. Are you making this joke because the character's name is Charles? No, I just remembered it and it made me mad again. <laughs> <laughs> I, we are so different because I am thrilled to have been reminded of that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we also need to point out that every time we get an establishing shot of the Brady's house. This boat is start playing again. <laughs> that and there's just more cats every time. She's constantly trapping cats with fucking bear traps. There are more efficient cat traps to use, but fine. Or, we also never successfully see her catch one. She catches a deputy in one. But she doesn't yeah, she does catch, catch a deputy. cat at any point. We so, actually get a nice long shot of a cat going into the trap, eating the food, and walking away like, fuck you, bitch, I see your trap. <laughs> And, and there's tons of them there now because Clovis did the dusk meow. And <laughs> there's so many cats. It's like, but it's been gradual. As the movie's gone on, there's more and more cats every time. I don't think it was meant to be a really good running gag, but it was. I I, wait, I think I might know how, why they got all the cats down there. It's because it's... It's the plot to cats, isn't it? Aren't they all going on the alien spaceship to get reincarnated or something? Like, Is that the plot of cats? It's kind of the plot of cats. I don't know. All I, I remember was... about cats is I was really, really drunk. I had a lot of tequila when we went to go see mm-hmm. that movie. And I remember Judy Dench turning, staring down the barrel of the camera <laughs> and saying, a cat is not a dog. And I lost it. <laughs> we we saw we saw cats together in the theater in the before times on New Year's Eve, the last good day. Oh. And we were so drunk. I think I was even drunker than CJ. I was hugging everyone I could get my hands on. Aww. And oh, I'm the I'm the sappiest fucking drunk you've ever met. Oh my god! And I we yes. in this theater was us. And, like, six other people our age throughout the theater and two boomers in the same <laughs> row as us. And they were so, in. they really were here to sit down and have a very serious TM movie-going experience to see Tom Hooper's film adaptation of Cats featuring cutting-edge digital fur technology. And, listen, the time to have that experience is not at 9 p.m. on New Year's Eve at the Alamo. Mm-mm. It's just not. And we nope. all had a grand old time. 30 minutes in, they left. We pissed. kept laughing at it, and they were so oh. angry. They told they told one of the workers as they walked out, they just wouldn't stop laughing, and it was not funny. <laughs> <laughs> what is not funny about that movie? First of all, I haven't seen it. Robbie would really... Robbie was trying to make me do it for the show, but we can't because that has nothing to do with what we do on the show. <gasps> oh my God! Have we found our crossover event? <laughs> oh, I w- I will I if 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 there is some way for a, if we can find a way to do it, I would be happy to do a feature length 
full commentary of cats. Yes. Provided that I can be as drunk as humanly possible. Yeah, we need to be as drunk as we were the first time. I remember singing along to the magical Mr. Mistopheles, but not a lot oh. else. Oh yeah, because I I, I led that sing along because I was I was because I, I I led like a group clap and everything. It was oh yeah. It was we we made we we made uh you know some some friends there, and we may not see those people again. But we are all forever emblazoned on the tapestry of each other's lives <laughs> because we sang the Mexico, Mr. Mistopheles, uh, uh com- completely blitzed off of our faces. Every single one of us. It was magical. Oh my God. What a different time. 2019 was. <laughs> Do you guys remember when Cats was the thing that had, had that was the global trauma we were all when suffering? When the scariest prospect cats? we were facing was the butthole cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so back all to right, Sleepwalkers. Well, sure, sure. These cats. Anyway, no, but I think there's a thing. That's how they got all the cats there. Uh, <laughs> I did it. I tied it back. Yes, so awesome. uh, she, she brings her in. She... she uh, she reanimates the corpse of her dead cat demon son. <laughs> She's like, you've got yeah. to dance. You have it's, to dance with him. It's grisly. He's like <laughs> flopping around like he's clearly only being moved telekinetically and dancing yes. with a just absolutely sobbing, screaming, terrified Tanya. But- and we could only tolerate so much of this in the first half of the movie because it was happening with Brian Krause's face. And we don't get to see his face again no. for the rest of the movie because uh, or I guess he's like pretending to be dead and then like his like eyes open again. I guess the, like Maybe one of them grew back. And, and then she like sticks her finger in the other eye. Yep. And then because like, the first time wasn't enough. And, well, so then here we have the blinding of the Oedipus figure. His eyes have been gouged out. Oh, fuck. You're right. You're doing a lot for this movie. <laughs> I, I am giving it a lot, which is um, a real shame because it does not deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're no, you're doing I, so much for Sleepwalkers. You're doing more for Sleepwalkers than Stephen King was willing to do for Sleepwalkers. <laughs> and Stephen King was doing the most. <laughs> What is it about Stephen King that people just put 100% of their effort in? Because say whatever you want about this movie, but every actor on set clearly thinks they're working on something important. Like, <laughs> oh, maybe they don't, maybe I don't get it. But clearly Stephen King is on to something here. And I should respect that and be happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's trying hard, what? including me. Um, they can't all be The Shining, but they sure thought that this was The Shining. I, well, uh, I I can't possibly see how, but that's fine. Um, so uh, so the sheriff, because he's the only cop left in town, because uh, uh, Ron Ron Perlman does show up as a sleazy cop who. Uh, oh no! Oh, time to talk about Clovis again. <laughs> he's so small. What I love is his paws. I, I'm back. <laughs> yes. Little paws, little toe yeah. beans. Every yeah, time I'm you back. leave, we talk so, about Clovis. Yeah, oh, when gotcha. one C exits, another. Oh enters. my God! I hate <laughs> this so much. So, so Ron Perlman does show up. He shows up as a very sleazy cop, 
um, who who like I guess like threatens to spank Tanya for being traumatized. He it's a lot. I've never seen anyone victim blame as hard as Ron Perlman victim blames Tanya in this scene. And he dies like pretty soon thereafter. And I was like, okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, it's a lot more heavy handed than earlier, which I didn't feel was possible, but. <laughs> or necessary. They really just. <laughs> so, so uh, the last cop in the town, uh, the sheriff, Ira. <laughs> sh- Ira, the sheriff, shows up, bursts down the door to save Tanya. Uh, and manages to get her out before the mom, who has turned full, uh, you know, goopy cat galore. Yes, which, (laughs) didn't we see them turn into their final forms, the mom and her son, earlier when they were fucking, right? That happens? Yes. Okay. Yeah, thought so. It was really gross. I just needed to... Yeah. Yeah. We kind of we kind of did just breeze through the but like yeah there's a couple sex scenes that it's just like yeah he's when we say his mom, incest we're talking happening. full on Game of Thrones they are fucking incest I just need ev- all of our listeners to be as t- just to know what we now have to know as well <laughs> okay uh, what happened so she's. Oh, right. So Ira comes in and he says, Tanya, get out of there. But he doesn't say it like she's in danger. It's like she's a child who got into some stuff she wasn't supposed to get into. Got into a bramble. (laughs) Tanya, get out of there. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, he manages to get her out. uh, And uh, the mom uh, gets out as well and uh, uh, attacks poor Ira. Uh, who, you know, tries to come back with a vengeance, but is then impaled on a white picket fence, because that's what you do. And uh, and there's a lot of, like, uh, Tanya getting in the car, getting yanked out of the car, uh, going back into the car, only to be yanked once more out of the car, until uh, all of the cats decide to uh, take their cue from Clove Dog. And um, I don't know why Clove Dog is a cat, but that's where we are. That's the only <laughs> way I can deal with this. It's been said. We can't take it back. Uh, I mean, we could. We could edit it out, but we're not going to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and all of the cats attack the mom. And uh, she is sort of eradicated from existence because uh, when you are attacked by a bunch of cats, you, you're just gone. You burst into unholy flame. That yeah, is what happens to this woman. He still has a body. <laughs> he still has a body and runs around. <laughs> but she turns into flame. I wonder yeah. why. Do you, do you think she set herself on fire? She was like, oh, this is the end. So I feel like. I feel like I have this little bit of energy left. I should put it towards this. <laughs> yes, I, 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 I my, the, my last reserves of the incest power that I got from fucking my son for hundreds of years. I have to use it for the most dramatic exit that I can possibly think of. <laughs> but it's our boy Clovis who deals the death blow. He is now covered in the blood of a, uh, what's she called? A sleepwalker? Sleepwalker. Man, that really doesn't make <laughs> yeah. any sense, does it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I am so afraid of these breezies. Um, <laughs> those are, those laughs, they were so maniacal. I don't like it. It's because for once, I'm not the one that's in pain. <laughs> it's you this time. Again, so happy to be here. Always. Just love to be invited back if that's still possible. <laughs> So, uh, yes, uh, uh, she manages to hug up on Clovis because all of the danger is gone, even though uh, apparently the uh, uh, there is no more police presence in the entire town. We need to deal with that. But uh, that's for another time. Uh, and Sleepwalker has had no interest in, uh, in letting us know how that shakes out. So um, that was Sleepwalkers. And when we get back, we're going to give it some freezies. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeehaw. Ah, ye fucking ha. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's get loose. Let's get loose, guys. Roll your shoulders, unclench your jaw. Here we go. <laughs> it's just you and me, Clovis. Just you and me. Okay. Um, hey, you cool cats and kittens, we're back. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the point of the show where we give the movies freezy awards. They can be to things that we enjoyed, things that we found funny, stuff we forgot to shit on in the recap. Uh, Michael, you know the deal. You've been here before. Do you have freezies for Sleepwalkers? I do. I have a lot of freezies for Sleepwalkers. I have whittled it down to just three. For you. Um, first, uh, I would like to give the Will Smith Deadshot Award to Clovis for carrying the entire plot. Just <laughs> Hell the yeah. entire cast and everything. So with some kind of cats. Yeah. <laughs> the second, my second freezy uh, goes to sharpest picket fence. Yeah, someone gets impaled on a picket fence. They make it very clear that's going to happen. I remember looking at those fences and going, wow, that's that's too sharp to just be a regular fence. That's a prop. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to have some fake blood and dish soap on it later. <laughs> and then I have a uh, Rolling in the Deep Award for, oh, no, we're falling. Because they... She gets up to him with the camera in the graveyard. This mm -hmm. is her move, apparently, is to take as many pictures of him as possible and I think maybe, like, scare him with the flash. And then she grabs him and she tackles him to the ground. And then they roll for approximately six hours just <laughs> laughing. <laughs> it's a just long like, time. And it's not on a slope, either. Yeah. It's because they rolled so much and so fast that now they're in a parallel universe where <laughs> everything is wrong because um, that is because that is the last thing that happens before the movie completely goes insane. <laughs> yeah. That was unfortunately that was his transformation was her forcibly rolling him down a flat surface in a graveyard. <laughs> and those are my freezies. Micah, do you have freezies? I do. So my first freezy um, for the horniest in the worst way movie we've seen so far. <laughs> I don't know if I can give it just the straight horniest award <laughs> because we did do Cool World. And that movie wants to fuck so bad. Um. But this one was, it was, it was horny, but like worse. 
So and that's it was my... and it was and it was so horn it was so like intentionally horny too. It wanted yeah. you to think that the incest was hot. It was it was mm-hmm. just you know the John Mulaney uh, thing about like the the play fries for the table. If you if, if I fuck my mom, are you gonna fuck your mom? Are you gonna are you, you know I, are you gonna if I fuck my mom, will you fuck? I know you fuck your mom. Are you gonna fuck your mom? <laughs> <laughs> we'll all we'll all fuck our moms. That's the movie. Precisely. So the John Mulaney Award for horniest in the worst way. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, my second um, freezy is my, of course, Hunch from Rockadoodle Best Supporting Actor Award. It's going to Clovis the Cat, obviously. He's the best boy. He did the most. Without him, everyone would be dead and those two cat people would still be fucking. But Clovis single-handedly took both of them down, and he deserves an award for it. So obviously, my hunch from Rockadoodle Best Supporting Actor award gotta go to Clovis. Yes, well, I I couldn't agree more. Oh well yeah, deserved. got to, got to. <laughs> my final freezy um, for going for not. It's not that this movie went from zero to a hundred. I'm giving it a, an award for starting from 100. Because my notes are, why did this man make the effort to put on a belt but not a shirt? (laughs) And then my next note is, oh, because he's doing weird shit. (laughs) And he continues to do some really weird shit for the next 89 minutes. So... Those are my freezies. <laughs> CJ, are you are you still with us enough to give it some yourself? So uh, my first freezy um, is uh, is uh, it, it, it's not it's not really a ward as much as it's like it would be a tweet if I was on Twitter right now, <laughs> and that tweet would read, "Sleepwalkers <laughs> said defund the police." <laughs> Clovis does fix all the problems in the town a lot faster than the police do, and I trust him. What I'm reading is that we need to replace the American police force with exclusively cats and their handlers. I mean, is there is there a downside? Let's find out. Uh, yes, all of the sneezing that I will be doing. But um, yes, so that's my first freezy. My second freezy is the choreographed best line reading going to... Mechin Amic, who plays Tanya, um, or not Mechin Amic, actually Brian Krause, who plays Charles, <laughs> who when they get to the graveyard where they're doing all this sketching and this etching, um, <laughs> uh, uh, he says, uh, uh, I'm going to start over here. Your mother's going to want to know some rubbing went down out here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Lord have yeah. mercy. I forgot about that line. They make oh. this joke a lot, considering that I did not write this script. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was that was funny to me. That was funny to me. Um, and my final freezy goes to uh, the single shot of Alice Krieg sitting alone in a negligee, staring into the middle distance, surrounded by candles, 
while Bodicea by any of your plays in the background. <laughs> what a mood. <laughs> Hashtag cinema. <laughs> I agree with all those, too. Those are excellent phrases. Uh, and now's the point in the movie where we decide whether or not the movie is still fresh or freezer burnt. Michael, what say you? Um, so I'm actually, this is the first for me on this podcast, but I'm going to say freezer burnt, actually. This movie is, look, this movie is a good, bad movie, but I don't want to watch it again. I don't think anybody should watch it again. I think that once is enough. Was this, was this not, was this not enough of a monster fuck rally for you? (laughs) My masterpiece is that joke. Like, that's my magnum opus. Monster fuck rally. It's the best episode title of anything ever like he's not hot enough and imagine amic is just like she's so pretty and it's really not like i don't know it's utilized a lot more in riverdale there's just kind of like a lack of uses of madam of madam imagine amic um i don't know there was just something i i don't know there was something about it that is just like yeah if i watched this again i would not enjoy it a second time through that's valid well uh my micah what about you here's the thing (laughs) if it wasn't incest if they were like just you know a couple of cat monsters isn't the incest an integral part about it uh, though probably yeah but because like they're they're like the last right and she's kind of like lying to him about whether or not they're the last and it's like she had a boy baby it's doing so much work to justify the incest and i just i can't jive with it man i gotta give it a freezer burnt maybe if they hadn't been maybe if it wasn't incest i could have been like you know what it's a bit of monster fucking and i'm always down for that but turns out not always We found an exception. It wasn't the monsters that was the problem. It was the close familial relationship. So I was cool with the murder, but listen, murder's whatever, but fucking your mom's just it's a line, you know? It's a line and I'm not I'm gonna let that line stay where it's at. So I'm gonna go with freezer burnt. CJ, how about you? Maybe the real cats were the incest we had along the way. Um, the... <laughs> For me, oh, oh, yeah, freeze burn as hell. I, I like. <laughs> You're taking a really this, long this time movie, here. Uh... Yeah, I, was, I was on tincture hooks. I was just like, and the ward goes too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, and this is coming from someone who managed to give a a slight. Uh, uh, still fresh to idle hands. Uh, I, I'm this still movie fucking was not, <laughs> it, It's not weird enough. It's not grody enough. Uh, it's. It does seem like it was written over the course of two weeks uh, amid a, 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 a just whirlwind of hookers and blow and Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> and I am like, Mm, whatever. Uh, even though Brian Krause, hot. Metronamic, hot. Alice Krieg, hot. I wish they were in another thing together, but they're in this thing together, and that's unfortunate because they're also hot. Yeah. I wish, like, all of them had been on Charmed together. That would be nice. 
Yes, yeah. that would have been nice. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but they weren't. They were in this, and it's and it's bad. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was Sleepwalker. <laughs> What a film. What a time. Michael, thank you so much. Oh, God. Such a pleasure. So happy to be here. Thank you so much for picking this movie and for asking me back. I'll come back anytime. Uh, this was this is a highlight of my week to be able to watch this movie and then talk to you guys about it. <laughs> so. I knew. I mean, CJ really, really nailed it. Like, who else could have made so many great puns and ended... <laughs> CJ's metaphorical life while breathing into mine. <laughs> I made it weird, but whatever. So wait, I'm Brian Kraust. I'm Brian Kraust in this in this metaphor. Is that? Oh fuck! Does that make me the mom? <laughs> that would make that would make you Queen Christmas. <laughs> I would be Leo. <laughs> oh no! What am I doing? We've lost CJ. <laughs> I think he just left. Like <laughs> he'd had it wasn't where by this time he's just like you know what I'm fucking out. <laughs> so Fuck Michael, much. what <laughs> would you like to plug? Where can people find you on the internet? Yes, I am on the internet. I'm out there doing internet stuff. So I am on Twitter at madam underscore Michael. It's mostly fandom stuff at this point, but at least once a week I talk about my podcast that I do on Tuesdays. Uh, I am a co-host of the K-Bay podcast. That's K underscore podcast on Twitter. We watch uh, Korean movies and Korean dramas, and then we talk about them. And I am at least 50% hornier there than I was here <laughs> tonight. So, Very good. We will, and both, I don't, I, whereby kicked me off again, but um, if Michael didn't mention, CJ and I have both been on K-Bay. It's yes. fantastic. It's my favorite. I love it so much. Um so definitely give Michael and Robbie a listen over there. We adore them both. We can't wait to have both of you back. Robbie, I am seriously pushing Robbie towards doing suits just for you, CJ, <gasps> just so you can come on for the suits season and guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is like suits? Is there like a, a K-drama adaptation of the yeah. AUSA television series Suits? Oh, yes. There's a 16-episode adaptation of, of Suits <laughs> called Suits. Wow. Brilliant. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, CJ, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at CJ period. That's C-E-E-J-A-Y. And the word period, I'm assuming you know how to spell it, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and that's it. Don't find me anywhere else. I, I, I will not add you. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at B and on Instagram at LowKeyStrokeTheLemur. Um, go there for some cat content. It's mostly Rudy. And you can, yeah. you can find the show at Below32Pod everywhere. That is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Give us a like. Give us a follow. If you feel so inclined, drop us a review. Five-star reviews help other people find the show easier. And if you don't think it's five stars, we would love to hear why. We always want to know what we could be doing better. And I want to give a special thanks to Riley Watson, a.k.a. W, for our awesome theme song. CJ, what are we watching next week? Well, a uh, 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 friend, pal, confidant, and our resident human skyscraper, Nevin P. Jones, is coming back <laughs> uh, to continue uh, us. I was going to say to continue us dragging him through the Resident Evil franchise. He bought the entire series on Blu-ray. He has no he excuse did. not to do this with us. Uh, we can't be fully blamed anymore. <laughs> So, Perhaps at one time, but not anymore. So uh, he is coming back. 
and he is watching with us Resident Evil Afterlife. And boy, howdy. Now, which is, number is that? That is, the, <laughs> Afterlife is four. And it is the third yes. in our um, We Hurt Nevin with Resident Evil series. <laughs> Because the first one is too highly rated for it to count for the show, so I've still never seen it. And so is the last one, so we won't actually be able to finish the series. (laughs) Yeah, it's just going to be these. (laughs) Oh, so this will be like the last one. This is the second to last one. The end of an era. Yeah. Oh, okay. But then we're going to bring him. How many total? Seven? Uh, there's six. So, um, uh, oh one, uh, so, uh, we'll watch Afterlife, then we'll watch, I believe it's called Retribution, and then after that, uh, we will just successively bring him back for more movies that are directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, who is the, uh, the central creative voice <laughs> behind the Resident <laughs> Evil film franchise. <laughs> Nevin, if you're listening, yes. you thought you were done, but nope. Oh, no. Three Musketeers <laughs> is waiting for you on the other side of this bitch. <gasps> yes. Especially because... That's gonna... Oh, because, yeah. like, uh, three different people are going to become... Uh, uh, are going to become entries into the Ethan Embry Hall of Fame on the back of that movie. Uh, uh, I think... Uh, or, yes. or two people are gonna actually enter the Hall of Fame... Uh, it'll be uh, three other people's second entry. So, yeah, it's it's a whole Man, bunch. Man, we're just knocking them down with that one, huh? Knocking them down. <laughs> Ethan Embry, uh, you, you've got some company coming. <laughs> and and also, also, again, please come on the show. <laughs> I can be mean to you in person. <laughs> well, that is thrilling. Can't wait for that. It's going to happen, I swear to God. It's sure. I'll let you have that thought. Sure. <laughs> so tune in next week to hear us uh, be mean to our friend Nevin and make him watch yet another Resident Evil movie. And thanks again, Michael. You are the best. You're great. Yes. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> and until then, y'all stay spooky. Ooh. <laughs> I was just so ready for Stay Frosty. What a twist. (laughs) 